Hello, and welcome to the Evie Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the Evie Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40-something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life-altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to Listen Within, a novel of discovery and finding true self. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 8, Back East. I worked through the rest of the night, packing, cleaning, and organizing. I planned to drop by the moving store tomorrow to pick up boxes to pack what little belongings I would be taking with me. Matt arrived right on time and took a look around the house. Wow, Evie, this place is in great shape. Except for the paint-splattered room, everything looks perfect. We should be able to get a great price for this house. Because the market has been so crazy lately, I don't think we should have any problem with an as-is sale. Good, because I don't want to do anything but move my stuff out. I have some friends coming over on Thursday to take a look at my furniture. What they don't take, I'd like to include in the sales price, I explained. Well, I checked the comps in the neighborhood, and I believe that we could easily ask 700000 Let me take some pictures, and we can get this listed tonight. Perfect. I'll leave it up to you. Just yell if you need any help. Within an hour, Matt found me upstairs in my bedroom. Evie! He yelled out. I'm done! Wonderful. I think I got some great pictures, and the fact that you still have your furniture is great. So we didn't even have to stage the house. So, we good with 700000 He asked. Yes, I think that is a great price. All right, then. I'll text you when the listing goes live. I have a funny feeling this is going to go quickly. So do you know where you're going? I grinned. Yep, I'm heading back east. The day we close is the day I start my drive. After Matt left, I jumped into my car and headed over to the moving company to buy some boxes, tape, and packing materials. I also got pricing information for a trailer. After I bought the packing supplies, I decided to take a drive around town for one last real look at Denver. Things had really changed since I had moved here six years ago. There were parts that I would definitely miss, like seeing the snow-covered mountain range. My skin would finally love me again being at sea level. My hair, on the other hand, would probably revolt. 
I found the drive to be so pleasant and relaxing. I was seeing things that I'd never seen before. It, it wasn't like they were new or just built. I had just never really looked when I had driven around before, always in a rush to get where I was going. Too bad I didn't stop and smell the roses more often. As I headed home, I got this urge to get off two exits earlier than I would have. I was driving down the street when all of a sudden, I saw Trinity walking by. I slowed down and yelled out the window, Trinity, hey, it's Evie. She looked over in shock, but then she gave me a huge smile. Evie, what are you doing around here? I got an urge to turn down this street and guess what? I run into you. So how are you doing? I heard a honk behind me and realized that I had just stopped in the middle of the street. I let the car pass and asked Trinity to give me a second so I could park. Luckily, there was a spot just a few feet away. I walked back to Trinity asking, So, how are you doing? I'm great. Life gets better every day. She smiled widely. And how are you doing? Amazing. I'm getting ready to move back east, putting my house on the market, and we'll head out as soon as it sells. Where to back east? She asked. Oh, I, I have a house on Martha's Vineyard, so I'll be moving to the island to paint. Trinity's mouth dropped open, and then she started laughing. A big, booming laugh, which was a huge surprise coming from such a petite body. I giggled. <laughs> What's so funny? When she finally caught her breath, she looked at me with a glint in her eye. That's why you were told to turn down my street. I grew up on the vineyard. What? I yelled, no way. Yep, born and raised. After college, I moved out here with my then boyfriend. Things did not work out, fortunately. I decided to stay, but I go home at least once every year. Generally in the summer, I need to see the ocean, eat lobster, and feel the humidity, she confided. Well, if you are going home this summer, please look me up, I told her. We then exchanged phone numbers and promised that we would get together this summer. Have a great drive, and I'll see you this summer, Trinity called out as I drove away. In the car, I just started laughing and asked out loud, Hi, yourself. Do you ever do anything in a straight line? I smiled, knowing that it was the experience that I was here to have, so I answered my own question. When I got home, I checked my phone. Matt had just pinged me to let me know that the listing was live. Well, there's no turning back now. I remembered when I'd moved from Chicago to Denver. I'd been so nervous. No friends or family. But I'd been moving for a job, so there was some safety. The whole process had seemed so much greater than what I was about to do now. It was ironic, since I was selling my house, driving across country solo, and moving to an island where I'd only lived briefly, to follow my dream to be a full-time artist. My former self would have been freaking out right now. So, why was I so calm? because it just felt right. When I got home, I saw Sue walking to her car. 
She stopped and waited until I parked and called out. Need help with those boxes? Yes, that would be great, I replied. This was the first time in six years that Sue had wanted to engage with me. It was funny, but I welcomed it. She grabbed the packing materials and I grabbed the boxes. When we got into the house, I said, You can put that stuff on the kitchen table. I had a funny feeling when you had your garage sale that you would be moving, she remarked. Do you mind if I take a look around? I'm always so curious how the different models look. No worries, have at it, I replied. I could hear Sue walking around, and then she reappeared in the kitchen. So, I assume the bedroom upstairs was your painting studio? She laughed. Then she looked around the kitchen and said, Oh, Evie, did you paint that? She was looking at the small painting that I had done of the vase that Trinity had given me. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Well, you are definitely talented. She then turned to me with a profoundly serious look on her face. How did you get so brave? What do you mean? I questioned. You have no fear. You lose your job. But instead of looking for a new one, you decide to go in a completely different direction as an artist. I'm no expert, but I don't know many wealthy artists. Actually, I don't know any artists other than you. But you only hear of the really famous dead ones. How are you going to survive? I'm working with a person who will help me sell my work, and I'm taking a leap of faith. Instead of betting on a company to take care of me, I'm betting on myself. I have an incredibly good friend who shared a poignant quote with me about a bird trusting its wings and not the branch it was perched on. When I was ready to hear it, it all made sense to me. I wish I could be so strong, she said. I would love to be a florist, but... She trailed off. But what? I asked. Sue, no offense, but none of us are getting any younger. Do you want to be an accountant all your life? Crunching someone else's numbers? Do you think that the people that own your favorite florist are any different than you? No, not really, she replied. Then why do you think they can be successful and you can't? I asked. They had a dream, and they took the leap of faith and bet on themselves. You can do the same. But I'm too scared, she admitted. Believe you me, I understand that fear. I'm still scared about this move in my new life. But if you can remove the fear of the unknown and turn it into an adventure, it makes it easier. I am confident that I will land on my feet. In the end, will I be an artist? Maybe. What I do know is that I will only do things that make me happy from now on. Sue looked at me, her eyes searching my face, genuinely wanting to believe. To reassure her, I said, If you're not ready to take the leap, do small things that will lead you down the path. 
Maybe see if you can work part-time at a florist or take a flower arranging class. There are so many things you can do to feed your passion. Then, one day, you will know it's time. Also, ask your higher self for guidance. You will be amazed that when you ask, you will receive an answer. Evie, thank you for your guidance. I know we haven't been close, but I was wondering if we could keep in touch. Of course, I answered, trying to disguise my surprise. We exchanged contact information, and then she gave me a hug, wishing me the best of luck, and walked out. I didn't know if the sadness that I felt in that moment was because the move was becoming real or that I understood the confusion that she felt right now. Either way, we both were better for the decisions that we made to create the lives that we desired. After packing a few boxes, I looked at the clock and saw it was 6.30. No wonder I was so hungry. I looked in the refrigerator, seeing I had nothing to eat. I decided to grab my favorite poke. First, I stopped in the bathroom. It seemed like I hadn't looked in the mirror all day, and it showed. My hair was indescribable. I was always so particular about my hair, too. Getting it trimmed every six weeks. But since the pandemic, I hadn't been able to get a regular cut. I'd been making do, but boy, I was a mess. I tried to fix my hair, but quickly gave up and threw in a ball cap. No need to change my clothes as I was taking my food to go. I pulled into the parking lot of the poke shop and saw what I thought to be Hendrick's car. Sure enough, just as I was about to walk in, Hendrick walked out. My head was down, so I didn't even realize it until I heard his voice. Evie? I looked up. Hendrick, what are you doing here? Well... I remember you ordering from here a while back and thought I would give it a try. Nice! I love this place! I smiled and gestured at his to-go bag. Well, I don't want to keep you from it. Are we still good for Thursday? Actually, I won't be able to come by on Thursday. I have a new corporate client who I need to meet, but I would love to see what you have. I could use an update to my current bachelor pad. Well, if you don't mind waiting, you could come over now, and we could eat dinner at my place, I offered. That would be wonderful, he beamed. I would really like that. Do you see my car over there? Wave to me when you're done, and I'll follow you over. Great, I replied. He held the door open for me as I went in. I blushed a bit and said, Thank you. As I walked to the counter, I was sure I looked like a crazy person talking to myself. Actually, I was talking out loud, thinking that what I was saying was only in my head. I can't believe I just did that. I look like shit, and Hendrick is coming over. Hi, can I help you? The server asked. And, by the way, you don't look like shit. I blushed even more. Thank you. May I have the Hawaiian with salmon, extra row, and a seaweed salad, please? Walking out of the shop a few minutes later, I saw Hendrick and waved. He watched me get into my car, then followed me to the house. 
I tried to fix my hair and straighten my clothes while I drove, but it was no use. I was what I was. I pulled into the garage and Hendrick left his car in the driveway. He followed me into the kitchen, saying, Hey, beautiful house. Thank you. It's a bit upside down right now. As we sat at the kitchen table to enjoy our bowls, Hendrick asked, How is the packing going? Has there been any interest on the house yet? That was when I realized that this was the first real opportunity outside of a quick coffee that Hendrick and I had in person with each other that wasn't work-related. We had met when I had first arrived in Colorado. He had served as our subject matter expert on a software sales campaign that we had been creating for his company. I had always been impressed with him, and he was so kind and understanding. His demeanor didn't always match his exterior, but when you looked into his eyes, you knew that he was a loving person. Packing is good. House literally just went on the market an hour ago, I answered. We made more small talk, which was nice, and then after we finished our dinners and were throwing our takeout containers in the trash, I asked, Do you want to see the furniture? Sure, he said, wiping his hands off on a tea towel. As we walked through the house, Hendrick said, Evie, this place is so big. Has it always been just you here? Yep, I thought about getting a dog at some point, but I was always working, so it wouldn't have been fair to keep it crated for hours on end, I answered. So, I changed the subject, is there anything in particular that you're needing? I have a great living room set, if you're interested. As we walked into the living room so that I could show him the furniture, he saw my paintings leaning against the wall. Wow, Evie, is this your work? Yes. I felt my cheeks get a little warm. These are absolutely magnificent. I can feel so much emotion. He stopped and just stared at me with this beautiful warm smile. I am so happy that you have found your passion and are pursuing it. It takes a lot of courage to take the leap, but it is so worth it. Well, I have to thank you for your guidance. I would never have been able to get here if it wasn't for you and a few other people. This is such a new world, but I'm enjoying the ride. I must ask you, though, how long have you been on your journey? My journey started a long time ago. My upbringing was not what bedtime stories were written about. After one very abusive evening, I thought about committing suicide. As I lay there all bloody and bruised, I heard a voice that said, Know me, and I will protect you. When I first heard it, I didn't know if I was alive or dead. At the age of eleven, you can't really tell people that you're hearing voices. You can barely talk about it now. But from that day on, as I learned more, I was never in that kind of a situation again. I studied, meditated, and talk to happy people. Through all of this, I was able to release the pain that I experienced and learned how to create my life. He explained, Oh no, I'm so sorry. No need to say that, Evie. We all come to this earth to experience life to its fullest. 
that doesn't always mean lollipops and unicorns. Experience is just that, good, bad, happy, or sad. I've learned to enjoy the experience, and if it is not to my liking, then asking why or what am I supposed to be learning from it. As we have talked about before, we are all energy. Sometimes, unknowingly, our energy is focused on something that we don't want or that we fear. When the energy is strong, that thing that we don't want will actually come to fruition if we focus on it long enough. So, this life is a journey. You have to be mindful of what you think about and focus on. There will be twists and turns, setbacks and advances, but it is all life that you are here to experience. There is a quote from Winifred Gallagher that I try to live by. Living the focus life is not about trying to feel happy all the time. Rather, it is about treating your mind as you would a private garden and being as careful as possible about what you introduce and allow to grow there. I am so relieved to hear you say that, I told him. Even though this move feels right, I will admit I do have a bit of fear of the unknown. I tell myself, enjoy the ride and make the unknown an adventure. But, at times, I don't feel strong enough to believe my own hype, I admitted. The first step is that you recognize that you have the fear. From there, you can change your energy. But you have to believe, or better yet, know that all will turn out how it is supposed to. Remember that you don't have to do this by yourself. You have the ability to ask for guidance. The more you ask, the more you receive. Just remember to follow the guidance. I smiled. Thank you. So, <laughs> are you interested in the living room furniture? Actually, I am. This will really make me look like I'm grown up. He laughed. <laughs> So, what are you asking for it? Nothing. If you want it, it's yours. He gave me a gentle smile. Evie, that is very generous. Just trying to lighten my load. I'm moving into a house that is well furnished, so I'm trying to downsize, not to add more. All you have to do is move it, and it is yours. I can have a truck over here tomorrow if that works for you he replied. That would be great. I will be out all morning, but after that, I'll be around. Then it's a date. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. I'll call when we're heading over. I walked Hendrick to the door and thanked him for the company. He gave me that beautiful smile and asked if he could have a hug. I happily obliged. It was one of those big, warm hugs that, admittedly, lasted a little longer than I had expected, but I wasn't going to stop if he wasn't. When we finally separated, I almost couldn't look him in the eyes. We said our goodbyes, and then I watched him drive off. When I closed the door, I squealed and danced around a bit. Such amazing energy that man had. I just loved it. For the rest of the evening, I was in the clouds, just floating around. Right before I went to bed, I checked my phone. 
there was an email from Matt saying he already had a number of interested buyers and asking if he could start showing the house tomorrow morning. I emailed him back saying I could be out of the house by 8.30, but needed to be back around 1. Matt was quick to respond, saying that he would be at the house by 8.30 to grab the keys. I put my phone down, turned off the light, and rolled over. Next thing I knew, I was watching a couple walk along a beach on the island, holding hands. It was like I was watching a movie, but I could only see their backs. Even though I couldn't see who the man was, I knew the woman was me. As soon as I woke up, I started moving boxes out of the middle of the floor and into the closets, the garage, and anywhere else they would fit. Then I straightened up, washed the dishes, and moved my paintings into the studio. They might as well know that there was an artist living here. Once everything was put away and cleaned up, I jumped into the shower. I had to look presentable, as I would be meeting Tatum at 11, and I wouldn't have the opportunity to come back to the house beforehand. I looked in my closet. All I seemed to have were suits, blouses, or gym wear. Nothing I would call entrepreneur casual. I ended up putting on jean trousers, my go-to for office Friday dress-down day, and a t-shirt with a blazer. Then I looked in the mirror. This will work, I thought to myself. As I brushed my teeth, I realized that it was just about 8.30, so I quickly rinsed, grabbed my jacket, mask, phone, and bag, and headed toward the door. But... As I reached for the door handle, the bell rang, scaring the bejesus out of me. Matt, right on time as always. I opened the door. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Ready for a big day? He beamed. I guess I should ask you the same thing. Ready to sell my house? I definitely am. There's been a lot of interest. I have four showings just this morning. This may all be said and done by the end of the week. He smiled. Wow, that is good news. Oh, I wanted you to know that the living room furniture is spoken for, if anyone asks, I warned. Got it. I handed my spare keys to Matt, then headed out the door. Just as I was pulling away, a car parked outside the house, the first showing. So it was only 8.45, and I didn't have my meeting until 11. What to do? It wasn't like everything was open yet. Not only because of the hour, but we were still in pandemic. I drove into downtown to see if there was a good breakfast place open. I should have thought this out better. Since the pandemic, there has been a lot of restaurant closings. If they were open, they had limited hours. I finally found an open bagel shop, grabbed in everything with cream cheese and a nice cup of coffee, and took it to the park to eat. Though the morning was still brisk, it was nice to sit outside on a park bench. Life was returning to downtown. People were jogging, walking their dogs, and heading to work. If this was a year and a half ago, I wouldn't want to even be downtown. The traffic would have been a nightmare, and you couldn't even find parking. Now, it was much quieter, and, in a sense, nicer. After I ate my bagel, I closed my eyes and took the opportunity to do my morning meditation. When I quieted my mind, I heard, you will share your life with someone. Then I remembered my dream and asked, Who? I was told it was not time yet, that I would soon know. Hmm, a relationship. I hadn't had one of those for a long while. 
I sometimes allowed myself to think about what if, but then I would shut it down because it never seemed like I had time to meet someone. Reva was always willing to set me up, but I never took her up on the offer. The thought of having someone in my life put me in such a wonderful space that I didn't realize that I was almost 11 already. I grabbed my coffee and bag, then headed back to the car. Since there wasn't traffic, I had more than enough time to get to the coffee shop to meet Tatum, so I took the scenic route back to my neighborhood. The morning had warmed up nicely, and I once again found a great table outside to wait for Tatum. She arrived just a few minutes after me and greeted me with a wonderful hug. So, you ready to build your business? She asked. Yes, I am, but first I have to let you know that I'm in the process of selling my house and moving back east, I replied. Oh, okay. That is a surprise. Business-wise, it's no big deal, but I want to hear how this all came about. I gave her the rundown and how this all happened. Well, what a wonderful opportunity for you. As someone who is interested in your success, I'm glad to see that you are creating an atmosphere that will encourage creativity. The more pieces you paint, the more opportunity I have to sell, she commented with a grin. Speaking of selling, I was able to speak with the two individuals who I thought would be interested in your paintings. Tatum stood up. I am happy to announce that both paintings are officially sold. She then started clapping and bringing a lot of attention to us from passerbys. I jumped up too. Really? Both of them? Yes, and for the full asking price. We hugged and started jumping around. Anyone who walked by the coffee shop would have thought we had won the lottery by the amount of noise we were making. I fell back into my seat and said, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that they really sold. I mean, I had high hopes, but I've been here before, and it didn't turn out well. Evie, things are different now. You have to know that. It is up to you to set your course. If you are an artist, be an artist. Know that you create amazing art, and know it will sell. Working from this knowing mindset creates amazing outcomes. So now that you have two paintings that have sold, let's get you set up with a website and get you on social media, she concluded. We talked for almost two hours creating my marketing strategy. Then Tatum said she would swing by on Friday to pick up the paintings and to deliver the checks. She was definitely a person who I was glad to have in my life. I knew she was running a business, but I genuinely believed that she would do anything to help me be successful. What a difference from my former work life. I put my hand over my heart and told her, Thank you. Then we hugged, and I hurried to my car needing to get back to the house to meet Hendrick. Just as I was pulling into my driveway, my phone rang. Hey, Evie, we're on our way, Hendrick announced. Great, I literally just got home myself, so see you in a few. When I opened the door and walked in, I felt something. It was almost like a heaviness in the house. It was such an unusual sensation. Not good or bad, just different. I realized that I could feel the energy of the people who had been in my house. I hadn't had visitors since this whole pandemic had started, 
except for when Hendrik and I had dinner. That energy was amazing. This energy was mixed, and I felt out of sorts by it. I put my bags down on the kitchen table, then went to the studio to look at my paintings. I noticed there was a piece of paper leaning against one of them that read, Do these paintings come with the house? <laughs> I smiled and said out loud, Sorry, they are officially sold. To finally be able to say that gave me such a jolt of energy. It made me forget about having complete strangers walking through my house, and it made me realize that I really was doing the right thing with my life. I changed clothes and went down to the living room, checking drawers and shelves to make sure that I didn't leave anything. Then I lifted the cushions of the couch and chairs to see if anything important had fallen between, and to also make sure that there were no missing french fries. I grabbed the vacuum and cleaned up any crumbs that I had left behind. Boy, when this left, I was going to have a lot of room to roam around in. I might move my yoga mat down here. As I stood there, daydreaming, I heard a truck pull into the driveway. I looked out the front window and saw Hendrick getting out of the truck. There was also a young lady with him. I felt myself gasp for air. Who was that? I opened the door and went out to say hello. Before I reached him, however, I was greeted by the young lady. Her smile was enormous, with bright, white, beautiful teeth and a glint in her eye. Hi, Evie. I'm Nicole, Hendrick's sister. It is so nice to meet you. I've heard so much about you, she gushed. Oh, hi, Nicole. Hendrick's sister, so nice to meet you, too, I responded, hoping I hadn't shown my relief when I'd said it. It was so nice of you to give this furniture to Hendrick. I've been telling him for years that he really should turn that bachelor pad into a home, now that he's getting older. She said the last bit loud enough for Hendrick to hear. Then she laughed and winked at me. Hendrick came around the truck and greeted me with one of those wonderful, big, warm hugs. I tried to not enjoy it too much, as his sister was watching. Evie, thank you again for the generosity. I have to agree with my sister that it is time that I turn my bachelor pad into a home. But it's not because I'm getting older. He looked at her as he said it. I'm expecting two other friends to be here any minute to help lift everything he added. No problem. I'm done with all my meetings for the day. All I'm doing now is packing, so no rush. As we waited for Hendrick's friends, Nicole started to ask me questions. So, Evie, you're moving back east to be an artist? She is already an artist, Hendrick butt in. Thank you, I told him, then said to his sister. Yes, I'm moving to Martha's Vineyard to live in my grandparents' house and to paint. That is so cool, she said. I hear this is a big move. Well, it kind of is. I'm starting a new adventure and following my heart. I love hearing about people following their hearts. I know when Hendrick made his big move to be a headhunter, he actually turned into a nice person again. Not to say that you are not a nice person, she quickly added. What I'm trying to say is that Hendrick realized what made him happy, and now he is really successful. 
Nicole, if it wasn't for your brother and a few other people, I probably wouldn't be taking this leap of faith. My desire is to be as happy and successful as he is. By the way that Hendrik talks about your paintings, it seems impossible that you won't be successful. I found myself blushing and turned away quickly. Luckily for me, Hendrik's friends pulled up just then and honked the horn. Hey, Hendrik! One of them yelled out of the window. Travis, thanks for helping, man, Hendrik replied. Two well-built gentlemen came walking up the driveway. Travis yelled out, Hey, Nick! Long time no see! Hi, Travis, Nicole responded weakly. Hendrik shook both men's hands and said, Travis, Leon, I'd like you to meet my friend Evie. I said hello to both men, and they both fist-pumped me and said hello back. Then I led the group into the house and to the living room, pointing out all of the furniture that Hendrik would be taking. Wow, this is really nice stuff, and she's just giving it away? I heard Leon say under his breath. In no time, the four of them had all the furniture out of the house and in the driveway. Hendrik was figuring out how to get it all into his truck as the guys loaded the furniture. Nicole came over to me. Evie, I was making fun of my brother before, but please know how much he appreciates what you're doing for him and know that he is going to really miss you. It's no big deal. I'm downsizing, and I was more than happy to give this to him. He is a wonderful man, and he has helped me grow in so many ways, I explained. Hendrik finished tying down the furniture, then walked over to Nicole and me. Hey, Nick, I'll meet you in the truck. He then yelled over to Travis and Leon. Meet you guys at my house. As his friends drove away, I heard them yell out, Nice to meet you, Evie. Hendrik looked back at me. So, any news on the house yet? Matt, my real estate agent, says that he has showed the house to four people already. There is a lot of interest, so it will move fast, I answered. Well, when you know what day you are leaving, please let me know. I would love to be able to say a proper goodbye. In my head, I thought, what is a proper goodbye? But I didn't say it out loud. My heart started pounding. It thumped so loud that I swear Hendrik could hear it. I tried to play it off by casually saying, I definitely will, and enjoy the furniture. He gave me another one of those amazing hugs and said, Talk to you soon. OMG, I felt like a little girl. What was happening to me? I responded in a squeaky voice. Yes, talk to you soon. When I walked back into the house, it felt empty and even echoed. <sighs> this is really happening, I said to myself. I strolled into the kitchen to make something to eat, and as I sat down, I started going through my emails. That was when a text from Matt popped up. Please call me. Great news. I stopped mid-bite and called Matt. Hey, Evie, thanks for calling so quickly. The showings went amazing today, and we have two offers at full price. Two offers? 
That's great. Unless you want to decide out of the two, which you probably don't. I would like to go back to both of them and say that I need their best offers. Whoever comes in higher gets the house. Sounds like a plan? He asked. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Okay, I'll call you tomorrow. Have a great night and start packing, he exclaimed. With all of the room that I now had in my living room, I ran, jumped up, and clicked my heels. It was all working out. I put my hand over my heart center and said, Thank you. Walking around the house, I realized that I really did have most of my stuff packed. Right now, I counted 30-plus boxes. I hoped Colby would be interested in my kitchen table and chairs and maybe my bedroom furniture. If not, I could see if Tatum needed anything and check in with Trinity as she was still getting back on her feet. I jumped in the shower, relaxing in the warm water. Today had been a good day. I ran through all that had happened and gave thanks to my higher self for guiding me. Then I started to wonder about Hendrick. Was he the man who I had seen in my dream? Was he the one who I would have a relationship with? That would be nice. Nicole's comments had definitely been a surprise. But they were such nice, open people that I could be reading way more into it than there really was. Time would tell. I turned off the shower and got ready for bed. Reminder, we are all energy. Sometimes, unknowingly, our energy is focused on something that we don't want or that we fear. When the energy is strong, that thing that we don't want will actually come to fruition if we focus on it long enough. You have to be mindful of what you think about and focus on. There will be twists and turns, setbacks and adventures, but it is all life that you are here to experience.